Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing Associates at thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we'll be getting together to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello and welcome to this episode of Two Beards, Please. This is going to be our 40th episode, Andrew. That's awesome. <laughs> the I'm big super, four. Oh. I'm super excited to be middle-aged. Now we've officially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew and I met last week and we've got a good plan for the rest of our shows this year and we're excited with some of the topics that we're going to bring you. Before we get into today's topic, however, I've got a couple follow-ups. We've got a voicemail. Oh, Someone left us a voicemail. I saw that. <laughs> In response to one of our previous episodes. I didn't listen to it. So uh, so I'm super I will, excited. I will play it for you right now. Hold on. Oh, good. I was in school for only five and a half years, not seven. That is reserved for Stalin work. Now, I did have 214 <laughs> and a half undergraduate credits, which you guys all suck. <laughs> that, that was our friend Josh, Josh Sommermeyer. Josh. Who appeared... 214 undergraduate credits. So that, let's, that's say, a... <laughs> let's just say he took a full load. Every semester, which is what, 18 credits? 18 credits is a full load, yeah, or at least so was when we were in four, school. And we all know that Josh did not take a full load every semester, <laughs> but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, he Divided did take some summer 18 school. 18 credits, so. yeah, that's almost 12 semesters. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we touched a sore spot with him i think it's more for his his parents his dad especially uh, <laughs> what his dad didn't know that josh was wasting money taking six years of college <laughs> i'm pretty sure his dad knew yeah I, I don't think he came out of it with a phd if i remember correctly no there's no no doctorate there no doctorate there for sure. This was definitely all undergrad for sure. I don't. That's even a think... lot of undergraduate credit. Did he have like seven minors? I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he like double majored in anything. Did he? Um, I think he did. He'll... I think he. Had... Oh, he'll I, have I, to I, call I... back and set us straight again. Yeah. So we won't we won't speculate anymore. Suffice <laughs> it to say, that was one of our better voicemails that we received. <laughs> So I think I read the transcript and fully expected us to have to beep out half of that. Fortunately, no beeping. However, he uh, in the, in he this, did censored himself. He did. In this next clip that I'm going to play for everyone, uh, there is quite a bit of beeping. We're going to promote one of our fellow Titancast Network shows, as yep. most of you should, should be aware of. We are a member of the Titancast Network. We belong to a family of... A lot of variety of different yeah. podcast shows different that are shows, available. Yep. Some of them are, well, actually all of them that I've listened to are, are great. This one in particular, our friends Mike, Grant, and Chase over at Man Bites Dog. Man Bites Dog, yeah. yeah. These guys are hilarious. I don't know if you've had a chance Even to Even Mike is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to them. I actually just started listening through their catalog in uh, we'll, we'll give the same warning that we do with uh, Confessions of Retail All the Tea. They are not safe for work. You may want to have it's headphones not, it's on. Not PG-13. Not PG-13. And in fact, the, the the promo clip that they have, they actually beeped out themselves. Wow, that's <laughs> so, very very considerate so, of them. So yeah, so I don't have to. So I don't have to. But I, I'm going to play this for you. Check this out. Man bites dog. Hey, Dog Biters, Mike here, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast. I came here today to give a little promo for our show, but I made the mistake of telling my co-hosts it might be funny if they came in and were mean to me. Uh, well, here's how that went. Hi, I'm Mike Hill, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast, a game show where I ask you, you, Mike. <laughs> okay. That, all right, well, that's unnecessary. Oh, you're unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> it, I'll do the thing later. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I was being mean, you Oh. All right. That is Get true. Right. He was doing what you asked. Okay. I give it's up. Not my problem. If you have a problem with me f***ing talking to when you say talk to me, say something mean. I said something mean. And you're going to be like, oh, don't, don't just do it by myself later. <laughs> I already deleted everything I wrote. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Man bites dog. It's a lot like that. Except there's less bleeping. And there's a news <laughs> quiz. Oh, God. Well... I mean, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's extremely funny, though. Yeah. And they talk, awesome. they talk about some weird stories in the news. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you like weird news, you'll definitely like Man Bites Dog. So check them out. Fantastic. Available everywhere that podcasts are available, or you can find them on the TitanCast Network. TitanCastNetwork.com. TitanCastNetwork.com. Let's get into our topic for this episode here that we've got, Andrew. I'm ready. We're going to talk today. <laughs> we're we're going to talk today about financial advice. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready. <laughs> I mean, I now, have financial last, advice, but none of it's good. In our last episode, we did a, a dear senior class episode where we gave the senior class some advice, and part of that was financial, and that kind of spurred on another thought that I had to talk about some of the stupid stuff that we have done and pitfalls for people to avoid and maybe learn from uh, to avoid getting into some of the same situations what, what that you, you and say? I have gotten ourselves into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that when I was a younger man, I was not very smart with my no, money. No, <laughs> uh, no, mm -mm. I'm not sure so, I'm still very smart with my money, but I'm, I'm definitely yeah, trying harder. Yeah, same. I have a theory behind this, too. So where this boils down from, I think we've talked about this before a little bit, where we didn't grow up with a lot of extra money in our no, house. We didn't. Not. We're not, we weren't. We, we, we weren't well to do. We, we struggled a bit here and there. For the most part, there wasn't a lot of disposable. There was cash nothing extra. House. Right? right. Not a lot um, of extras. Not you know, a lot of extras. I, I know my mom and. You know, tried really hard for my my brother and I to not make us feel like we were you know disadvantaged, and we weren't. I mean, we had a, I mean had a great childhood. My mom provided everything we needed, and and even some stuff we wanted. Yeah. But you know, a new pair of shoes was a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, or, yeah, or getting yeah, a skateboard absolutely. was like a planned event. It wasn't just something like we went out and decided one day to go get something. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I think that because of that. I and be, partially because of that. I, I'm not going to blame all of no. this on that, but I never really learned how to manage money. Nobody really talked about it at that point, yep. right? Agreed. Totally. It agree. was 
I had a job since I was 14, but never really had direction on what to do with my money once I earned it other than spend it. Yeah. Well, and you know, we, I was always told as a kid, like get a job, work hard, make, you know, make your money, you know, don't slack off. I've had a job since I was real young as well. You know, when I was younger, having a job, first few jobs, it was just always like fun money because it wasn't really big amounts. Right. So you just blew it on like hamburgers and candy or whatever candy and and gas soda. for your yeah. car or yep. whatever it is but <laughs> you know when those first well, real paychecks started coming in it was like wow there's like all of a sudden so, i have the means to get things i've always wanted yeah, without thinking yep. let alone thinking 20 years ahead i didn't think 20 minutes ahead half the time which lead which led to a lot of debt and trouble and, and everything else yeah but, Let's get into some of that. I've got some things. There's some some things that we're going to recommend. I think let's start with that, and then let's get into some of the horror stories afterwards. I made a list of some things, and before we get into this, I want it to be abundantly clear that neither Andrew nor I are financial advisors. We don't even play one on TV. No, we don't even. Uh, I mean, I know... A financial advisor, but that's about as close yes. as I get. <laughs> so your your mileage may vary. Take our advice with a huge grain of salt. Or not at all. But I think <laughs> I, I think from the concepts that we're talking about, I think are probably pretty solid, uh, at least the things that I've got on my list. I think they're pretty solid, but again, consult with somebody who no, does this for a living. Right, and you know, the other thing is like... <laughs> I guess I don't won't speak for both of us, but I think we probably know what we're supposed to do. It's just a matter of doing that. That's the yeah. that is the problem. There's right? part of that. Yeah. yeah. So one thing to start with, and there's been some conversation on this, is that your credit score is going to be an important number in your life. And uh, there's been a lot of people that I've seen that say don't use credit for anything. I'm not sure I'm in that camp. Sure. Uh, I think that having a strong credit score is good for a lot of different reasons. Not only it it shows up in your background, if you do like a job application, if you're applying for an apartment or a loan or a home loan or whatever, uh, there's a lot of different things that that could tie into. Again, it's not the be all end all, but it's important to start that credit score early and start doing things that you need to do to get that number up there. It's possible to avoid credit cards period or credit buying on credit period but again that's not just the only reason to to want your credit score to be higher your credit score is a component of just how responsible you are it's something that people look at uh and like you said a job interview or you know signing a lease on your first apartment or you know buying your first house again you can certainly go in and buy a house for cash (laughs) i don't know anybody that does that I mean, I know a right. couple. I've I had a couple customers that did that, but those are like completely unattainable goals, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you need, fortunately or unfortunately, whether you agree with it or not, you need to have a credit score that's reflective of some, like you said, someone who's responsible. Now, as someone who yeah. has had and continues to have not a stellar credit score, um, and has <laughs> spent years and years and years and slowly creeped it back up. It's not once you ruin it, it's not an easy thing to get back. No, it's you know? not. And that's what we're that's what we're going to talk about in the horror stories is how to ruin your credit score. <laughs> I get I got all kinds of explan I got all kinds of explanations for that. <laughs> if you have a credit card, 
pay it off every month. Yeah. Don't yep. don't overspend your salary. That's something that is key to anybody. Don't live beyond your means. It's real easy to get caught up and oh, I need this, I need that, I'd like this, I'd like that. Yep. And pretty soon you're in credit card debt. Yeah. Drowning. Right. right? And I think like for me that happened early, right? Because credit companies are not stupid. And they're yeah, also they're, there not to help you. The credit predatory. cards, credit cards company <laughs> companies do not exist exist to help you. Let's just let's get that out there to begin with, right? Yes. They're not some like charity organization that's that really cares about you. They want to make money. They want you to spend to your limit and never pay them back. Right, or make minimum make payments. minimum that's payments the other thing right. too. So you're paying off less you, than the interest that accrues every month. If, basically, if you're only making minimum payments on credit card debt, you will never pay you them. Are off. digging your hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Right, and I think there was some law a while ago that had like you had the credit card companies had to put like if you make this payment, here's how many years it'll take sure, to how pay many it off. Years it'll take and, to pay off. Yeah, <laughs> it, yep. this was a while ago. The I remember truth and one credit card we had. Like it was like make this minimum payment, and it's two hundred and fourteen <laughs> years to pay this credit card off. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's encouraging. I think <laughs> you can use credit cards to help build your credit by yeah. carrying yep. a number and by having on-time payments and by paying it off and not carrying debt. Um, so we, what you shouldn't do is go to grad school and live in an apartment that's like twice as much as you can afford and get like three <laughs> credit cards and use them to eat and buy fuel and pay your rent on. <laughs> not that I did that. <laughs> what we do now is we've got one credit card that basically everything goes on because we earn points on that credit card sure. for other stuff. That credit card gets paid off every single month. Yep. Marsh and I, mostly I, not Marsh, not at all, but we got into some pretty big debt numbers with credit cards through grad school. And then when we were first came back to Wisconsin, we just decided to shut them all down. And we haven't used a credit card in for, I don't know, 15 years um, yeah. or more. And, you know, I've been paying them off. I think we're down to one more. Like we have one more to pay off. But it literally took us, I mean, we've had, we've been. Living without a credit card and paying off credit cards longer than our children have been alive. I mean, put yeah, that into perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, my kid's a senior in high school, as we established last last episode. If you haven't listened to last episode, now would be a great time to pause yeah. this episode and go listen it, to it. We'll wait for in you. Fact, we'll, we'll wait. Go ahead. And we're well, back. welcome back. <laughs> yes, we got it in. <laughs> Yeah, and you initiated it. Excellent job, yeah, Andrew. I tried. I saw an opening and I went for it. <laughs> well, let's get into more details on the stories here in a minute. But some of the other things that I wanted to recommend is do some sort of savings. Yep. Uh, if you're able to, and I, I get it that there's a lot of people that work that are check to check, but look for ways to cut costs, cut expenses, uh, cut out some of the stuff that isn't maybe isn't a necessity. Yeah, it's more kind of a luxury. Kind of adjust your priorities a little bit. Yeah, and get some savings. I think the recommendation is having like three months worth yep. of your salary saved up for kind of a rainy, rainy day, day just yep. in case. Yeah, get your, get savings, your savings down. Yep, get your savings done and start with a thousand. You know, bucks, have some. You know. Also, the thing to do we talked about this a little bit last show was put something away in an investment for your future. Yeah, even if it's Retirement like a hundred bucks a month or a fifty bucks a month or whatever, do a you know I don't know what a Roth IRA or it can add up significantly. Again. 
don't take our financial yes, advice yes, on please. where to put your money. Talk to a financial advisor. In fact, our uh, sponsors for this show, yeah. reach out to them yep. if you've got questions. Yep. But uh, You can get their information off of the promo yep. uh, at the beginning, beginning and the end, end yep. of the show. So put yep. some away in savings, like rainy day savings, and then invest some stuff for your future. Yes. And do it right away. Like the first time you get a real job... Put a yes. portion of your paycheck away and invest it and put a portion in savings. Some places will have a 401k savings plan for you and will offer some sort of a match. Yeah, absolutely. I would say don't leave any free money on Never the table. Never leave free money on the table, a match. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some of the, some of the horror stories with so how we, to- This is going to be a long episode. How to hose up your finances. <laughs> and three, three easy so, steps. One of the things you're not going to want to do is when you're a student, you are not going to want to apply for a Sears credit card. Or any credit and card. Buy, and buy a $2,000 computer while you're a student and have no means of paying that back. Do you even sell $2,000 computers anymore, Nate? <laughs> you can get, yes, okay. you can spend. All this right. was, again, this was back in the 90s when a $2,000 computer was not uncommon. No, for sure. And this was not like a high-end computer either. Right, it was so like. I uh, <laughs> run of the mill <laughs> get you through yeah. school computer well i decided that i i needed again i needed a desktop computer because i was i just changed my focus to being more computer science and i decided i didn't want to spend all my life in the computer lab it was an investment and <laughs> well that computer having that computer and messing around with it and taking it apart and putting it back together i think I got my investment back out of that with my career because that did kind of give me some real world hands on experience to. Yeah, but how much did you the, end up actually work? paying for that computer? Oh, way too much. I think it ended up being like four yeah. grand. I ended up <laughs> Easily, right? You doubled what you had to pay thing. because of the injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just ridiculous, and, man. It's like. You know, we, yeah, we make, make light of it now. It's like, you know, very flippantly say four grand, but it, it yeah. That, that was a lot of money. And it was, was a painful. lot of money. It was a pain. Absolutely. It was a painful lesson for sure. One of the other things that I would recommend not doing <laughs> is, <laughs> is I would recommend not procrastinating on financial aid applications as a student and going into your last semester in school and not turn it in and end up having to pay for the full semester. Out of your pocket? Which which means a credit card, pocket. right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. This was one where I didn't get my diploma until I had it paid off. Oh, sure, right. They re they withheld your diploma until you paid them. Yeah, yeah. The, it was one the, of those things. The the student loans don't work so good once you're done taking classes either. So it's not like you could take out a student loan later. Right. That was yeah, exactly right. So yeah. fortunately, I'm done with student loans. I'm done with. You know, I, I paid off the school a long time ago. Uh, my degree is free and clear. Nice. Well, I have, I have a couple of pieces so. of paper that say I got a degree, but I'm still paying for it. Okay. The thing that I did with student loans, which wasn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, was, I mean, they just offer you an ungodly amount of money when you're that age. Yeah. And you don't have yep. to take it all. I don't know if you know this, no. but you don't have to take it all. You can, because they'll let you, like pay for your housing with it and buy your, you know, you can buy books with it. And so I just, yeah, again, I just took as much as I possibly could every semester. <laughs> it's very predatory. It's very predatory because they yep. don't, they don't teach you this stuff necessarily in a class. I think, I think it's gotten better. 
Um, I still think there's a lot of kids that get out there and into post-secondary education and, you know, they're going, maybe going for a degree that may not necessarily be the right approach for them or a viable degree to earn a lot of money after school. Right. And they're taking out tons and tons of debt. It's a slippery slope and it's hard to get out of once you're into. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm still paying off my student loans. You know, I will be for some time to come. I, I am you know, yeah. financially unavailable to make huge payments towards them. So I make more than the minimum payment, but I'm still making payments. You know, the amount of student loan I ended up with was a direct result of me just ignoring exactly what it was going to cost me to go to school and then just taking the maximum amount of money they would offer me, you know. And I'm betting that you were a lot like me where you uh, also took the minimum credits. Well, it did take me semester. four and a <laughs> half years to... <laughs> <laughs> to graduate and a, so a two-year master's a program like took me four years to finish so <laughs> let's just say i was i didn't want to overburden myself <laughs> so you pissed around a little bit <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too is that if you're fortunate enough to have somebody else paying for part of your education yep. spend that money on your education yes yep that's a good that's a good idea no <laughs> My dad's going to listen to this. He's going to kill me. Your dad, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to tell the <laughs> this story. This may be the last podcast the... <laughs> we have, folks. Nate will be murdered by his father in about... I, I think the statute of limitations has been yeah, uh, right. done now. So uh, he used to send me a check every month for school, school yeah. tuition, payments, whatever, uh, as part of our deal that he made with me when I graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. So he paid for part of my schooling. I remember specifically getting that check one month and going... Hmm, do I pay tuition with this or should I go buy a wireless system for my bass? Because I really want one for this Your band that I'm in. I yeah. would like to be untethered. And I'll let you guess which one won. Yeah. Well,. <laughs> I remember you playing with a wireless system on your bass back in college, so I don't need to guess which one won. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it turned out okay because I ended up with a decent career and also in my financial responsibility as well. I think that's gotten better over the last several sure. years as well. All right. We'll let it slide. What other horror stories do you have? <laughs> the other thing that I did that was probably not the smartest thing in the world. When we built our house, so we built our house right before the 2008 collapse, right? And we we built our house for relatively inexpensive considering. I mean, I did a lot of the work myself. And, you know, we had to get a mortgage, obviously. We had a we were blessed by Marsha's parents gave us a down payment, so we were able to get a decent down payment and buy the land. And I had I was in the trade, so I had friends and that would help and me help build with your landscaping. And yeah, you helped, and I knew a couple of guys who had a you know building company, so they generaled it and and waived their fee, so to speak. And so we built it really for pretty cheap, considering. But you know, it's a yeah, we've been blessed. It's a nice house. It's sort of as yeah, everything nice I've ever house. wanted in a house, right? I don't ever plan on moving unless they move me out in a pine box type of thing. It was not, definitely not a starter house. It's not cheap. You know, my mortgage is sizable. And so yeah, it's a big chunk of change every month that we're not able to use to pay off the debt we accrued or use to invest or, or whatever. So, you know, my advice is when you're at that point where you're ready to invest in a house, Make sure that you're investing in something that you can 
comfortably live within your means. It goes back to what you said originally, like live within your means, yeah. right? Yep. Um, if your mortgage payment I, is going to push you over the edge and make it so you can't save any money or invest any money or buy groceries for two weeks out of the month or whatever, whatever yeah. that sacrifice is for this, you know, dream house, it's probably not worth it. And if you can live smart is, for, it's called being house poor. Yeah, house There's poor. Saying for that, yep, it's that's called exactly being house what poor, it is. Where you got a really nice house, but you can't afford to do anything else. Right, and so the. That's why I live in a small house. Yeah. Well, and you guys decided, you know, you have a little different situation. You had a, yeah, you had, you had what you want a house or something. Yeah, we should do an episode. Yeah, we on should that. do. Yeah, you want a house, that, this, and then you had to live good, in it for X amount of years before you could. This sell is a it. good teaser. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 table that. Yeah. Let's talk about that later. I'll tell the story about winning the house sometime. But that'll be a fun. The one. The point is that you know you then it was an investment for you, but then you didn't like upgrade your house. You. You right. figured out once you were done and reaped the benefits of that investment, you found a place where you could live comfortably and provide for your kids and save money, right. and it's not going to overtax you to pay your mortgage and your everything else. And, you know, I right. mean, Marsh and I are doing okay, don't get me wrong, but COVID has certainly hit us not hit helping. us pretty hard. It didn't help at all. You know, just to be completely honest, we've had a couple of late payments on different bills. You know, we're not they're not going to take our cars away or anything, but... You know, we're doing okay and we're trying to be as smart as we can. But the point is we didn't have the ability, even in the la even in the years leading up to where we're being very smart with money, we still haven't had the ability to save a ton of money for a rainy day or invest in a bunch of money. Um, you know, I see that as being something that's coming in the very near future, hopefully, if we can, you know, have some sort of normal work <laughs> schedule again. But yeah, you know, the point is if we if we would have been smart about it when we were in our twenties or even, you know, our early 30s or, 30s, or whatever. Um, or early or 40s. early 40s. <laughs> well, we were starting to get smart by then. Yeah. It would have been a whole true. different situation, we right? We still would have yeah. probably been able yeah. to have what we have, but we just wouldn't have to struggle to keep it, I guess. It's actually a great point, and this is something that I would recommend, too. And you talked a little bit about late payments. That was one on my list, too, that uh, caused some of my issues with my credit sure. score that – having late car payments. I never had a car taken away, but right, um, right. every time you make a late payment or, you know, like a phone bill or, you know, something where you're supposed to pay something and you make a late payment or miss a payment, that that's a dock. So I'm going to recommend that if you are in a situation where you can't, reach out to your creditor and tell them what's going on and see if you can negotiate either a partial payment or just tell a them delayed a payment lot of times, or whatever yeah yeah a, a lot of times they'll be flexible people there's probably some people that'll be jerks and sure. still tack you on your credit score but a lot of people are understanding yep. and if you make an attempt they're going to try to work with you and what i and you know what i've found is every time i've called credit card company to make a you know a month late payment or a or the car payment, or whatever it is, they've always been willing to to work with me in some way, right? Yeah. They've never said, nope, you know, we're coming to take your car. They'll set up, can you well, make a half a payment on the 15th and another half of the payment at the end of the month? I mean, yeah. whatever it is. They don't they don't want to take this stuff back right? because it's more hassle for them right. to deal with it than if they could just help you make the payment. They're definitely not out for your best interest. They are willing to work with you because it does suffice well, their best Well, it is in their best right? interest. 
to keep you paying on stuff, yeah. whether it's right. It's know, in their best interest to keep not, you paying. They're still having cash flowing in. Yeah. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real clear. If we didn't already uh, enough, we are not financial advisors. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so whatever advice we give here, please take with a huge grain of salt and consult. Call our buddies over find at somebody, Cedarburg Associates. They are financial yes, advisors, and they can help find you. somebody that can help <laughs> you and provide you with legitimate advice and guidance on how to prepare yourself for the future. And they'll probably tell you yeah. never listen to those two bearded weirdos ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I think almost everybody in the office listens to us, don't they? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. I know. I know of at least four. Yep. for sure. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you no, want to I just, drop in, No, I just, you know, I think what one thing that we've done with our kids, you know, we always try to, I know you're in the same boat, we try to make sure that our kids are smarter than we are, right? <laughs> have more tools yeah. to accomplish the things they want to accomplish or smarter with the things that we screwed up. One thing that we've always done with our kids, we've done allowance. Emma now, you know, has had jobs, right? So where she's been making an income. One thing we've always, always, always done with the kids is when you get an income, you put 10% in savings, you put 10% to church, or, you know, if, yep. if, you're, if you don't belong to a church, you put 10% towards a charity or an organization that you believe in, give back 10%, and then yep. 80% is what you have to live on. My kids use it for ear pods or iPod earbud things or whatever, but, um, you know... That's one thing that has really helped Marcia and I um, in the last however many years is we've we do a monthly budget. It's a pain in the butt. I hate it. There's math. That's involved. what I was gonna say. <laughs> yes, yes. Get a budget, and yeah, that, that's a huge thing. And we do it every month. We don't have like a yearly. Of the way my income works, every month it's different. Right. And so yeah. we redo the budget every month. We take that 20%, that 10% for church and the 10% for savings off the top. Now, our savings yep. all goes towards debt payment right now. That 80% is what is, that's how you live within your means. If, yeah, if you're so living on 130%, <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're digging you have the to, hole deeper, You have to yeah. live on that 80%. And if you can't live on that 80%, it's time to start making some really hard decisions. And that's was sort of the start of our financial journey, Marsha and I's financial journey of trying to get better is when we started doing that budget, we looked at that 80% and then we looked at what we owed on and what we did and what we, you know, had and we had made some pretty tough decisions. You know, we cut yeah. out a lot of stuff in our life, um, stuff that we loved and had fun at, but just realized that it's going to have to not happen or have to happen at much less frequency. And it's going to have to happen when you save the money up for it. And it has to be within that percentage of means to live. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to continue down the road to debt and then we are going to start losing things, right? Yeah. We never had a budget up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, Lynn was in, responsible for our finances because I basically... <laughs> hosed up mine from an early, very early age. Part of the house winning story, uh, I'll cover just how bad my credit score was at the time. <laughs> but a few years ago, we started talking. It, we'd always said, oh, let's do a budget. Yep. Let's do a budget. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lynn was responsible for the, the you know, she'd balance a checkbook, mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure we we're good to go. But we could never, we never knew exactly where our money was going. Yep. All I kept hearing was, we're tight this month. We don't have a lot to spend. And yep. I'm like, well, I know how much is coming in. Yep. And how much is going out? Uh, what, what are, what are we spending? Uh, you know, what are we spending this on? So a couple of years ago, I took over 
Uh, she kind of handed it off to me. I was at the point in my life then where I felt comfortable kind of setting the budget. Yeah. Understanding, sure. do, doing the payments. At that point, I went to automa- automatic payments for just about everything. Mm-hmm. We do an annual budget that is split out monthly. Sure. So ours, our income is a little different than yours. It's a little more predictable. I know what we're going to yep. get and when we're going to get it. So I kind of annualize it over 12 months. Yep. So I'm doing each month, We I have buckets of money that are spent for different yep. things and each month I do a little bit, okay, well, we didn't do so much for entertainment here, but we needed more school clothes yep. or whatever. So yep. I'm, I'm kind of adjusting the amounts every month. But like you said, we've got the church, the mortgage, mm-hmm. everything right off the top. And we're not necessarily putting more into savings. We've got a decent savings right now. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing more on debt reduction yep. at this point because sure. I want to get to the point where Lynn doesn't have to work anymore. That's her goal. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That was been my goal since I was born, basically. But you know, it's never going to happen. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I hear you. That's all part. Of, that's all part of my retirement strategy. Sure. If I ever get to retire, and uh, I feel a little bit better about, it. I actually was talking with my boss about this today. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for you know fifteen mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been my mentor and he kind of i walked him through what i had and he's like oh you're doing fine for your age i'm like i I felt like i wasn't i'm uh, you know i'm I'm, i feel like i'm way behind and i kind of am you know i'm not retiring at 50 right part of that retirement planning is paying down debt and getting rid of that getting rid of the mortgage getting rid of the home equity paying off the vehicles that type of thing which we're getting close on one of them anyway so and and like for us it was so mark i never did the money because i was irresponsible of the money right i I got an allowance essentially or i just spent irrationally and then got yelled at a lot which you know is is super fun you know marcia was never comfortable doing like budgets right she she's really good at doing a ledger Right. Well, here's where all our money went. (laughs) Here's what we made and here's where all of it went. And here's the debt we've accrued. She did a great ledger. And then what I whatever, however many years ago, a while ago, you know, I finally got to the point where like, you know, I was seeing where the last X amount of years had gotten us to the point where, you know, yeah, if we continue down this path, we're going to lose the house or we're going to have our cars repoed or whatever. And so we made a we made a decision to talk to some people and and do a budget and stick to it and I got very involved in it. And so I think that's the other key too is like especially if you're in a relationship, you can't just have one person do it. It has to be both people. It just not not necessarily doing all the steps, but just to be involved, right? Because to be bought into it. Yeah. yeah. You, if you're setting a budget, both people need to be bought into the idea that this is our budget yep. and this is how we're doing things. Right. Yeah, and then they absolutely. have to and you have to be informed. They both have to be informed, right? Mm-hmm. So so when you kind of stick to that, if you can get the budget, have both parties buy into it, you know, I'll be the first person to tell anyone, like, we, we suck at it. You know, we're, we <laughs> fail all the time, right? We screw it up all the time. We're constantly like, oh, you know, I missed, forgot about that yep. payment was coming out or forgot that that yeah. was that went up this month or whatever it is. And we're constantly screwing it up and trying to figure it out and robbing Peter to pay Paul per se from our budget, shifting yeah. stuff into different buckets. But, you know, one thing we can say is that we haven't acquired new debt. You know, we haven't had we have no new debt and we're we're paying off our old debt. We have a great house and, <laughs> you know, we have a great family and everything's everything's sort of a OK, <laughs> at least for the moment. All right. What else? You That's all I else? got, man. Don't be stupid like us and go talk to somebody who's smarter than we are. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Ring, Don't ring be that stupid bell. like us. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to end this with, again, don't... Uh, don't listen to don't anything we say. <laughs> make any investments or change anything with your financial future or for your allocations by listening to something that we said be, without checking with a financial professional. Unless you want to give us all your money. Then we, yes, then we we'll, wholeheartedly we'll endorse it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use it wisely. Let us, let us know. We'll send you our PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll write you a poem. <laughs> yeah. Or a letter. Or a letter. Well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 40 episodes in, I think this has gone way beyond what either of us yeah. anticipated when we started sure. this. We say that every time, but we truly mean it. And we appreciate everyone everyone's feedback and support yep. and keeps us involved and entertained and hopefully you as well <laughs> yeah we love it so that you're listening um share us with your friends it's great to like leave feedback and leave comments and and that stuff but really just share us with your friends and your family and your enemies and whoever else you want to share us with listenership grows because we're all connected and the more connections we can have the better off everybody is so agreed send them to our website where you can find all of the platforms yep. for you to listen as well as our social media yep. two beards please.com and you can find you the can old find episodes and the newest episode there you can find links to all the socials we're on uh, uh instagram facebook twitter and the talk we are still on tiktok check it out check it out and we have a voicemail. Yes, we do. And I already took the crayon out of my out, nose in preparation to write this down. Excellent. What I tested today was we can also receive text messages on this. Oh, so, so you could text us or leave us a voicemail. So, yes. Yeah, so listeners, if you're concerned about leaving a voice message that you, you don't want your voice, uh, your voice on, on the, the air, air or on, <laughs> on the air. A little radio, yes. Yeah. On, on our podcast. We don't want to put you over the air. <laughs> Feel free to text us as well. And that number is 262-345-7076. Well, because the crayon wasn't in my nose, I lost it. So you got to have to give it to me one more time. Okay. 262-345-7076. All right. Leave us a voice message like Josh did or <laughs> yeah. uh, feel free to text us. Give, shoot Either us way. a text. Josh, call back and tell us how great and awesome we are and how much <laughs> you're, you love us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, Tubby. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, be nice to each other. Wash your hands. Be kind. Put on a mask. Wash your hands. Be kind. <laughs> Stay healthy. Thank you. Do all that other stuff. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Support for Two Beards, Please, provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com. That was a Titan Cast episode.